Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. Another, another episode. I know you're, people are clamoring for more content from me. I apologize, but I don't really because I'm loving the attention. Um, so first of all, you guys know if you listened to the episode from yesterday that I was struggling whether or not to talk about Tim, Tim, Kim and Taylor and Kanye and the ever, not even evolving, but the ever- you know, the long journey that they're making us take about this one thing that happened. So, unfortunately for you guys, Taylor and Kim both commented and spoke out about the situation and the video that was released on Friday. So, I have to talk about it. So, here we go. First of all, um, we're going to start with Taylor, who wrote on her Instagram a post in her stories. Um, instead of answering those who were asking how I feel about the video footage that was leaked, proving that I was telling the truth the whole time about that call, you know, the one that was illegally recorded, that somebody edited and manipulated in order to frame me and put me, my family and fans through hell for four years. Um, and then she says, swipe up to see what really matters. And I assume this is about, uh, COVID. I don't know, but, uh, I, I don't dare to even look and see what she, uh, (laughs) wanted to swipe up about but after that Kim took to the internet and wrote her own situation uh and commented on the issue so she at Taylor Swift first post at Taylor Swift has chosen to reignite an old exchange that at this point in time feels very self-serving given the suffering millions of real victims uh are facing given let me start over (laughs) at taylor swift has chosen to reignite an old exchange that at this point in time feels very self-serving given the suffering millions of real victims are facing right now i didn't feel the need to comment a few days ago and i'm actually really embarrassed and mortified to be doing it right now but because she continues to speak on it i feel i'm left without a choice but to respond because she is actually lying you guys the lawyer jumped out 
Okay, next slide. <laughs> to be clear, the only issue I ever had around the situation was that Taylor lied through her publicist who stated that, quote, Kanye never called you to ask for permission. They clearly spoke, so I let you all see that. Nobody ever denied the word bitch was used without her permission. At the time when they spoke, the song had not been fully written yet, but as everyone could see in the video, she manipulated the truth of her actual conversation in her statement when her team said she declined and cautioned him about releasing a song with such a strong and misogynistic message. I'm literally loving a litigious Kim Kardashian is so funny to me. Okay, next slide. The lie was never about the word bitch. It was always whether or not there was a call or not and the tone of the conversation. I never edited the footage. Another lie. I only posted a few clips on Snapchat to make any point to make my point and the full video that recently leaked doesn't change the narrative. I agree, Kim. <clears throat> To add, Kanye as an artist has every right to document his musical journey and process, just like she recently did through her documentary. Kanye has documented the making of all his albums for personal archive, um, however, has never released any of it for public consumption, and the call between the two of them would have remained private or would have gone in the trash had she not lied and forced me to defend him. This will be the last time I speak on this because honestly, and here's the most important part, Nobody cares. <laughs> Sorry to bore you all with this. I know you are dealing with more serious and important matters. <sighs> so that was as of now, 13 hours ago, she wrote it in the, in the midnight hour. I applaud. Well, do I applaud? I, you guys, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm so tired. We're all so tired. But I think, I think this, I don't really, you know, I, you know, I, I have my feelings about Kanye. I have my own personal relationship that is very complicated with him. I, you know, having been a very big fan of his work and his production and him as a person pre, you know, pre-Trump. Uh, but I, yeah, I mean, Kim is not wrong. The point of the matter that Taylor said, and I said this yesterday, was she was upset about the word bitch and that he said, I made this bitch famous, but, um, yeah, I mean, it seems like she knew all that and I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what the big deal is, but I think most importantly, both parties just need to drop it. And I really truly hope that this is the last time I, I think that on Kim's end that it will be, um, I can't really say the same for Taylor. You guys, I've never really been a Taylor Swift fan and it's not even like, even without the Kanye of it all, like I, I still just find her to be like, she's just not for me. I, I don't really like the way she moves through the world, but, um, you know, I love that for all of you guys that are fans of her, you know, get in where you fit in. I don't care. Oh, okay. So here's another thing. Taylor Swift's publicist as of an hour ago has come out to, um, you know, say her piece about this. So, okay, here's what she said. First of all, Taylor Swift's publicist is named Tree Pain. I love that. I hope they call her T-Pain. Okay. So, okay. So here is what the publicist has said. Okay. She reared she reshared her original statement, basically said, I'm Taylor's publicist and this is my unedited original statement. She tweeted this. By the way, when you take parts out, that's editing. Um, and then Payne also said, P.S. Who did you guys piss off to leak that video? 
Um, so she's basically just being shady. I, I just think all of this is very silly. I think all of us are, you know, at this point, 30 or older <laughs> and we really just need to drop it. I mean, I just don't really know who this serves anymore. I don't get it. Like I just, if I, if I'm going to have like a, a beef, musical beef, a celebrity beef, like please let it be something like 50 Cent and Randall Emmett, where we're getting like Fofty drama, where, you know, 50 is demanding that his money comes back. And then Randall's like in the hospital getting an EKG. That that's the kind of drama that I want to see. I I'm tired. I'm tired and I'm weary and I want this to be done. Second on the docket is that I was thinking right before I went to bed last night, which is probably, uh, probably unwell on my part that I hadn't, um, updated you guys on Lori Vallow. Thank you to Anastasia who posted an article uh, about some, you know, even more concerning things happening. So basically, here's what happened. Um, Last, well, last week, actually, it came up in an Arizona court. So, you know, there are a lot of cast of characters in this situation between Lori and her husband and her dead husband and her dead brother and the two missing kids and you know, the dead wife of his, you know, the whole thing. But here's the situation. On the sidelines, kind of been like, you know, the crux of the situation is that Lori has been part of this sort of like doomsday uh, religious cult um, that is, is seems very strange. And it turns out that her niece has been a part of that. So what happens is that her niece um, is getting a divorce and her now like soon to be ex-husband filed some documents stating that, um, you know, that Lori was kind of involved in, sorry, the niece was involved in this. Her name is Melanie and the ex-husband's name is Brandon. So Brandon has claimed in this like divorce document that um Lori basically thinks that her children Josh I'm so sorry you guys JJ and Tylee are uh zombies so NBC News reports that Brandon Boudreaux made the claims about Valos thinking that her children were zombies in a court filing connected to the battle of to his battle with his ex-wife Melanie over the custody of their children the filing includes an alleged conversation um, that, <clears throat> um, okay, excuse me, that her current husband had with attorneys after meeting with law enforcement. So Melanie told her husband, according to him, that she was concerned about JJ and Tylee um, because Lori and Chad, her current husband, believed that her children had been possessed and had become zombies. <laughs> Um, it says zombies are described in court documents. I thought this was interesting. Zombies are described in the court documents as quote, human bodies that have had their original spirits forced from them and have been possessed by either a demon, a disembodied spirit or a worm or a slug. (laughs) Um, she shared concerns that she's been told that she's told Brandon, um, needed to die. So she said that her husband needed to die as well as the, children joshua and tylee um the filing described a cult-like religion that in addition to zombies included beliefs that in teleportation and and dark and light portals and that apparently melanie told her husband that she learned about some of these beliefs from a temple and from Lori and chad uh 
he said that this was the first time he heard about this and that it was a jolt to him, but that he tried to keep an open mind when she told him. Um, so yeah, this is a very weird situation. Lori at this point is still maintaining her innocence. She actually had, um, three lawyers. She's now down to one because on Friday, two of the lawyers, um, you know, excuse themselves, drop themselves from the case. And there's really, there's no reason why as of now they haven't reported the reason why. So yeah, that, that, that's where we are with Lori. Apparently Joshua and Tylee are zombies. What that has to do with where they are. I'm not really sure, but okay. So here we go. Here we are with, okay. Now I'm going to do a, sorry you guys, a 90 day fiance recap. So we're starting, it's morning in Australia. Avery and Ash are, um, you know, it's a beautiful day. The black roses are in the vase and we find that Avery and Asher and Avery, Ash and Ash's hair gel are all in bed together. So whatever game she was talking last episode about like, oh, you can stay in the guest room. And when I feel comfortable, you can migrate your way to my bedroom is all over. That really took a few hours, you know, hashtag mood on that end. I get you, girl. Um, Avery says that Ash is better in bed than anyone she's ever been with which is, you know, relative to who you've been with, right? Like, I don't believe that Ash is good in bed in a second, but, you know, good good for you, Avery. Um, they are going to meet Ash's brother, Antish, and Avery is nervous because he didn't want um, Avery to stay at the, uh, the house. Ash and Antish live together. Uh, and so she's kind of worried about that, and Ash just basically says they're, like, making a salad together, a, you know, nice breakfast salad. <laughs> and, um, Ash basically says, you know, it's not really that he doesn't trust you. It's just that he's kind of a loner and he really likes his own space. Um, and Avery, you know, kind of asks Ash, like, is he going to be okay with my lifestyle? Because Ash and Antish don't drink, they don't smoke. Um, and she does both. Um, Ash says, you know, all the right things. He's like, you know, I acknowledge your feelings. I understand that you're concerned about this and I want to help you out. And immediately Avery gets her walls up and her, you know, her red flags go up. She gets suspicious that, you know, he always says the right things. Like, okay. Yes. He's definitely like not a fuck boy, but he's definitely like one of those guys who's like, he's too much for me. Like never in my life would I ever want to be with somebody like Ash. But at some point you got to allow like, their real personalities are going to jump out. And if he's just corny like that, which I believe him to be, then I think he's just corny and you have to either accept that or not. (laughs) Um, so now it's time for dinner and you guys, this is one of the most awkward dinners I've ever seen. And I know that I'm saying this knowing that I watch a lot of housewives and I've seen many a, a weave be pulled around a dinner table. Um, with that being said, this is awful. Okay, so Antish walks in and he's basically like, if Ash is this like, I go into the water every morning to receive the vibrations of the universe. Like Antish is like the Dark Lord twin of Ash and he's wearing all black to um, confirm that. He is so rude. So rude, you guys. Avery's like trying to, you know, break the ice a little bit. She's like, oh, have you been here before? And he looks around and is like, yeah. 
Like, how would she know? She's just making polite conversation. My God. Um, Avery orders a martini because Ash said that he would have, that Antish would have no problem with it. And Ash tries to make her feel comfortable. He's like, you know what? I think I'll get a martini as well. Ash, or excuse me, Antish is like throwing darts at both of them. Like, Antish has those like big eyes the way that Ash does, but they're also like evil eyes. You guys, sometimes you got to look at people's eyes, even if they're not like bugging out and big like Ash and they're not obviously unwell. Like it's it's in the eyes, y'all. You got to check it. So Antish is pissed and you can tell that Ash is so uncomfortable. His eyes are like roaming around like, oh my God, how do I get myself out of the situation? Um, Antish basically doesn't think that Avery is good enough for Ash and he kind of like slut shames her and he's like well you know he's like giving her the third degree asking her all these questions and he literally like low-key slut shames her and is like um you know you've been in other relationships like meaning like you have children and you couldn't make that work so like what makes you think that that you know that this relationship is gonna work which is like get out of here Antish um and you know, Avery really is like trying to, you know, ease his fears and like talk about like, yeah, you know, we have gone through our ups and downs and all of that, but you know, I'm trying really hard. I'm dedicated to him. I want to be with him, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Antish is like, well, I predict difficulties and I don't know how this works. So maybe you you might need to drink some more alcohol. (laughs) Could you imagine can you imagine being in a situation where, I mean, first of all, she's a grown ass woman. Ash is 38. If he can't sit there and have a little skinny girl martini, then like, what, who are you? Antish? That, that's what I want to know. Like, does he know something like that we don't like, why are you so involved in this relationship? Like, yes, she ghosted Ash and you might feel some type of way about that. But ultimately, like, she didn't do anything wrong aside from break up with him like (laughs) I don't really know this is very strange to me speaking of strange let's go to Ed and Rose um you know we left Ed where he was snapping at the at Rose to go inside because he needed air conditioning because he was so sweaty at the outdoor market but they're deciding to you know uh reset for the day by the way he's still wearing the shirt that he sweat completely through early in the morning but I digress Ed says he wants to pamper his queen, so they go out to get Manny Petties to relax her, and by that, of course, Ed completely ruins it by asking about her Facebook friends and trying to, like, get into, like, her past. So, apparently, Rose has, like, 4,000 Facebook friends, which raises alarms for him, which, yeah, it's a lot, but whatever. Ed says that Rose is always evasive about her past, but nothing he asked her like really mattered to their like he didn't ask her anything that was relevant to their relationship like yeah maybe it's a little bit strange that she doesn't want to talk about her ex-boyfriends but like are you you know like I married at first sight are you offering her a soft place to land or are you just like interrogating her and you know like making her uncomfortable to the point where she doesn't want to be open with you um so then his reasoning is, it's so very strange to me. So then he goes, he asks her about her Facebook friends and he asks her if any of her Facebook friends are exes. And she says no. And then he was like, oh, well, tell me about your most recent ask ex. And Rose was like, well, 
he blocked me on Facebook and he was like, like, oh, like he got her. Like, I got you. And he was like, well, you just said that none of the, your Facebook friends are exes, but, uh, but now you're saying or he blocked you. Like, so some of your friend, your exes are on Facebook Ed, all of her exes are on Facebook. All of your exes are on, well, maybe they're not. There are only two of them, but like everybody's exes either were or are currently on Facebook. Everybody on the planet is on Facebook. It's not, that doesn't make her suspicious. And truly, if you are concerned that somebody's ex-boyfriend is on social media in 2020, then you're going to be single for another 28 years. <laughs> um, so then he asks again about her past, the operative word here being past. And Rose says that she doesn't want to go back to that. And she only wants to focus on their future. Then he says verbatim. I have no idea how many relationships she's had and it's giving me more of a reason not to trust her. Like, am I missing something out of here? Like, what is true? Like, if you think that she could possibly have an STD, here's the thing, Ed, she could get that from one ex-boyfriend, one person. She could have, she could have only had sex one time to create her son, Prince, and she could have, you know... You, you can have sex with a lot of people and never get an STD. You can have sex with one person and get one. It doesn't have any marker on who you are as a person. Like, he is so weird. Um, he truly has not spent all of these decades of him being single wisely, like, and growing into a person who is like, you just can't come into a situation, a big ball of anxiety and insecurity and expect your relationship to be healthy, you know? Um, then he also says, like, I fear that I'm a ticket out of the Philippines into America and that once she gets to America that they'll break up. Okay, well, if you're concerned about that, then why don't you find a Filipino girl in America or a Latinx girl in America or an American girl? Like, I just don't understand, like, if you are that concerned then maybe those are the concerns that you should talk about, not like whether or not she has ex-boyfriends. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. 
by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. Um... So it just keeps getting more and more awkward. Um, so next they go to dinner and Ed again wants to put the past behind them, but doesn't do it at all because he says basically like, I'm willing to drop everything, but only if you take an STD test. Huh? <laughs> Obviously she's offended. We're all inf- offended. And he's like, well, it's just because I don't know about your past or your last boyfriend. Like, he like doesn't understand why she doesn't get why this is bullshit um so queen rose an icon says all right well you take one and he and then he gets back into a corner and he was like well you want me to take one like you know i i will take one but not until i'm in america like you can take one okay okay so it's good enough for your like whore of a girlfriend to take an STD test in the Philippines, but it's too gross for you. And she's too gross for you. Like, what are you on about? He gets so defensive about, uh, her countering that like, I want you to take an STD test that he is like, I need to take a break and walks outside and he leaves Rose alone and she starts to cry. You guys, there are so many reasons why she might not want to talk about her ex and truly in like the first 20 reasons would not be that she had an STD. (laughs) Like what? Um, Rose goes outside where Ed is and she says, you know, I want to go home because, you know, he just thinks of me as a dirty woman and not his girlfriend. And I completely agree. She talks to him and she's like, I want to go home right now. I, she's like, he's like, you know, I'll make sure you get there. Like, I don't walk up on your own. She's like, no, I don't care. And you don't need to care where I'm going either because you don't trust me. And, um, she says she's very, very hurt that he would ask that. And he says like, well, I didn't want to, I didn't want their relation, our relationship to be on a foundation of lies. I'm not seeing where she lied to him. She just doesn't want to talk about her ex-boyfriend and that should be okay. (sighs) What about the foundation of you not trusting her? Like, how about that? He says, then he's like, well, okay, well, first of all, I want to know who Prince's dad is. And she's like, she's like, I don't even speak to him. She's like, we were in a relationship and now he has a completely different other family. He's got a wife and kids. Like he was single when we met, but after that he, he left me. And he's got his own life. And I haven't even ta- spoken to him. And he's like, okay, well, you haven't spoken to him in four years. She's like, yeah. She's like, okay, well, what about since she was born? What, since Prince was born, like, what relationships have you been in then? She's like, I was, I've had two boyfriends since then. Neither of them treated me well, so I left. And he was like, oh, okay, well, that's all I wanted to know. All I wanted to know. I'm like, okay, how does that ease your mind at all? Like, if, what does it matter? Like, what in that change your mind from I don't, want an SCD test and I don't know it's very strange to me um 
I think this is complete bullshit. Rose is pissed. I am pissed. She starts walking away and speaking in Tagalog and is like, why do I always have to defend myself to you? And so he's like, I'll try and book you a hotel, you know, a room in my same hotel and you can go back home in the morning. So he ends up finding a hotel that's like 10 minutes away. She goes off in a cab and skirt, skirt, bye. And so Ed's just like left walking around alone on the street and the producer asks him like, what just happened? And he goes, I don't know. And then he starts to get like a little bit emotional and he goes, but I don't believe in love. And then he just walks away. (laughs) Okay, dude. Oh gosh. Okay. Now to Lisa and Usman. We're back in Nigeria with the baby loves. Um, They're excited because Usman has a music video premiere slash uh, performance the night or excuse me, the next day. Um, and by that, I mean, Usman's really excited. And Lisa's wondering if she remembered to pack her shank in the case she cut a bitch that stands too close to Usman. You guys, is that how coronavirus started? Some bitch got within a six foot range of Soja Boy and all hell broke loose. She probably bit somebody, honestly. Usman tries to warn Lisa about her female fans again, tries to like ease her mind and say, you know, this is something that you got to be prepared for, but it's not going to be a problem. Um, but you know, like, what does that matter to a woman like Lisa? Usman takes her on a surprise trip to the studio where he recorded his hit single, I Love You, which is all about baby girl Lisa and how much he loves her. And Lisa, we see, cracks his first smile that I've seen her since she was talking about having raw sex with Usman over in Pennsylvania. But the bubble gets burst immediately when Usman's video director arrives and his name is MB. Usman introduces them and (laughs) MB's first reaction is to laugh. And he goes, (laughs) nice to meet you. (laughs) These Nigerian men, I love them. They're so straightforward. I mean, I don't want this pointed in my direction, but like they do not mince words when it comes to like them being uncomfortable or like not into a situation. Um, then this is such a great, like, thing of, like, playing telephone because MB doesn't speak English, so Usman is, like, trying to translate. Um, so MB is, like, super annoyed and says that he doesn't even consider himself the director of the video, um, because, you know, he had to he had this whole concept for the video, the whole treatment. They did the whole thing. Lisa got pissed that there was a model, um, you know, there in the video to represent. And Lisa made him take out all of the, uh, evidence of the woman. So he had to completely re-edit it. So he's like, I don't really even consider myself the director because all of my ideas were taken out. Um, then he tells MB tells Usman to tell Lisa that she's the queen of the queens because she had to he had to do so much work for her obviously Usman doesn't tell (laughs) Lisa the whole thing and he's like oh he just said that you're the queen of queens and she's like is that a compliment he's like yeah (laughs) um so then that night they go to a bar and they meet up with another friend and collaborator named Abba. So Usman's basically trying to take the whole day to spend, to like ease Lisa's mind, to calm down her jealousy, to, um, so she basically doesn't embarrass him, um, at the premiere the next night. So Abba's basically used to like, kind of, you know, basically just say like, this is the life, this is the lifestyle that 
as a musician, you have to be accustomed to, you have female fans, you have to be kind to your fans because otherwise that's really isolating and people aren't going to take it the right way. If you're doing all of these things in your music career for your girlfriend or your fiance, then that's basically going to be the end of your career. Um, so Abba truly like, and again, does not mince words with Lisa. Um, they get into it (laughs) while Usman is like sitting on the side, sucking on a hookah and Abba walks off and is like, well, I wish you a safe flight on your way back to America. Um, Lisa then walks off and is going off to them. And this is where she really starts telling on herself. She's like, Usman and Abba are like trying to talk to each other about like what happened. And Lisa's pissed. She's like, oh, he's just an artist in Nigeria. He hasn't made it out. Like, what does he know about anything? Girl, first of all, that's gross. And secondly, if you feel that way about Abba, then how do you feel about Usman? You know? (laughs) Um, And then we end it by saying like that Usman, that Abba says like, the the way she behaves is, you know, really bad in their culture. And that basically like a woman who pops off like that and gets angry and like yells and makes a scene is like basically a woman who's so quick to anger like Lisa is devalued in the eyes of a man. And maybe that's a little bit of misogynistic thing, but it's kind of like it devalues me in my eyes too. I don't know. Just like act so petty like that is really it's not a good look. And again, she's like 53. And if she has such a problem with her husband, like if all of this is stemming from your ex-husband cheating on you, and now you've got all these insecurities, like you need to talk to somebody else about that. Like, don't bring that into your next relationship and expect Uzman to do all of these things to make up for what happened in your past. Like that's never going to work. Anyway, <laughs> back to David and Lana, David, the guy with a Ukrainian fetish, David in a salmon colored shirt are at the jewelry store to find an engagement ring for Svetlana, um, his totally real girlfriend of seven years that he's never even spoken to on the phone. David is looking for something. <laughs> he's telling, I love these scenes where they having to explain to people in the real world, their situation. He's like, Oh, you know, I want it. Um, get a ring for you know an engagement ring and he's like okay do you know like anything about her ring size you know it's like I just know her hands are small and he's like yeah you know I understand that you might not know her size he's like actually I've never even met her and the jeweler is like okay so what are we looking at today <laughs> and like, he literally just has no idea um then David says he's looking for something that he describes as less than a diamond so then he tells us that he's been in great engaged two years excuse me two times before um but he's never been married um so he doesn't want to risk it again you're bringing your past into your current relationship if you're if you've been in a relationship for seven years with this woman and you want to propose to her seven years is a long time for you to still not be trusting somebody right for for her to get to cubic zirconia because you've been burned two times i this is very weird to me. Um, so he gets a n- nice fake ring, something he could have just as easily gotten at like a department store. Um, <clears throat> so then we see him go back to home and he's packing. He holds up a bottle of 
quote unquote massage oil. That's what he calls it and says that he's an expert. Uh, 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 so gross. Okay. Here's why things are gross, right? Okay. So first of all, I've been in enough 19 year old, but 19 year old guys, uh, dorm rooms to know that that's a bottle of Astroglide. And secondly, even if I didn't know it, I paused the screen right when it says it and the bottle, the bottom of the bottle, excuse me, the back of the bottle says slip into pleasure. That is not massage oil. You guys, that's lube. (laughs) And two, we have to have a talk about aging out of things so we don't seem creepy, right? I am a 34 year old woman. Do I want to slide in the DMs of, you know, Real Housewives of New Jersey's Dolores' son, Frank? Yeah, he's gorgeous. Do I want to do discussing things to him? Sure. But the boy's 20 and I'm not just, I'm just not going to go there because I know that it makes me look like a weirdo. You know what else makes you look like a weirdo? Being a 50 plus year old dude who is walking around with lube asking women in their 20s if they want a massage. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, you know what? You know? You know what I'm saying? He hasn't had sex in 10 years, and that is obvious. Um, Then his friend Jim comes to pick him up to take him to the airport. And on the way, like Jim is trying as hard as he can to remind David about the cruise that they, that he and Lana were supposed to go on the year before. This is uh, excuse number three that Lana gave him. If you recall correctly, Um, excuse number one was that she just didn't show up, uh, which should have been enough. Excuse number two was that her brother died. Um, and excuse number three, I guess they, this, this one, they were supposed to go on a cruise, but, uh, she, Lana got sick, uh, and couldn't go. So uh, David feels like this is it for him and he's excited. He's not listening to any of his friends. After 22 hours, David lands in Ukraine and he is not going to meet Lana at the airport because she lives like halfway across the country and is allegedly en route um to odessa um this kind of makes me feel like he knows that she's not real like he's not even willing to go to her town to you know to like actually meet her this this is was kind of telling to me um but anyway his friend anya comes to meet him at the airport there's really no point in coming because he rented his own car and he basically just drops her off. So she goes to the airport, but 
she was the girl who he had spoken to last week where he said like, oh, that they had tried to date, but things didn't work out. But then he gets into more detail about it and says that he went to Odessa like years ago to date Anya because he was interested in her. But he said that she wasn't affectionate so that he lost romantic interest. On the first date, she wasn't affectionate with him enough so he lost interest. So now you're acting like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm not expecting a physical, you know, a physical situation between me and Lana. But we'll see, even though you're packing the Astroglide. I think it's so creepy that, like, she just didn't put out. You flew all the way to to Ukraine. She didn't put out on the first date and then you completely dropped her. Okay. Um, This dude is like a full creep. Anya is trying to help him just like all of his friends are and say, you know, there are women on these websites and they, (laughs) she said, the women on the websites only look for old, very old American men with money. (laughs) David's only 55, I think. I wouldn't put him in the category of very old, but, you know, you see, he does. he's a hard 55. I, I will put put it that way. Um, Yeah, Anya basically just says that, like, he's not seeing the situation for how it is, like, point blank, period. She's not into it. Um, And that is the end of them. Briefly, we had Yolanda and Williams. It's really, like, there were three minutes of of them Basically, Yolanda says that she was concerned about William's uh, Instagram account being deleted, but that she spoke to him. And according to her, when she asked him about it, he said that he had no idea that he hadn't even looked at his Instagram account. And that's how he found out that it was down, that she had mentioned it to him. She says that he assured her that, like, we see the WhatsApp conversations where he's like, I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know what's going on. She's asking him if he can get his account back. And he's like, I have no idea. Like, I'm trying, but it's not working. Um, and I don't know who would do that. So she says all is well. She still has every intention on going to uh, England to go see him. And she feels great. She's skipping off to some store called Hottie. Literally, it's called Hottie. Um, oh, I wonder if it's from Hottie from Charm School. Probably not, right? <laughs> it, I mean, it looked like it. Hottie is, oh gosh, I wish I could remember. Shout out to Princess it has a term for these types of stores where you basically go to get like, you know, polyester blend club dresses. Maybe not the place for like a woman of a certain age to be trying to, you know, like have a nice dress. It's very like, um, where you would go if you want to go out to get bottle service, but like at a club that's in like a strip mall, not like a real club. Or if you were like, yeah, I mean, all of these clothes are like very much, I can't even say forever 21. It might not even be as good as that, but y'all know what I mean. She goes shopping with her friend Kim and, uh, Kim's not into it either. She's like, oh, Yolanda's like, oh, you're just like my, my daughter, Kara. She's, uh, you know, suspicious too. I'm like, well, your daughter and then your other five kids and then also the rest of America. Because why do you have this guy's name in your phone as V. Williams? It doesn't make any sense. Now, I heard that there was some, uh, 
what do you tea spilled about Yolanda and her situation. So yeah, here's 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 what the, what the deal is. So basically, there's an article that says, <clears throat> um. Okay, so people basically thought, okay, so some bloggers and tabloids ran the story that they tracked down the guy and Williams, quote unquote Williams, and that he, his real name is, how do I say (laughs) Uche Gucciano eBay, a Nigerian guy. So people have done some digging and basically said that... Okay, so you know we all we all know what Yolanda's story is. She's a widow, all the sketchy thing. Okay, so basically, okay, so they said that this is very confusing to me. So they found this guy, and he is supposed to be Williams of Yolanda and Williams. Um, so then, gosh, I'm having a fine, I'm having a, I'm having a hard time figuring out what the deal is. Sorry, you guys. Oh, okay. So apparently she had another boyfriend. Oh. Okay. So according to this guy, they also met through Instagram and Yolanda told him her two intentions for signing up for before the 90 days, um, were different from what she... Okay, so it seems that Yolanda may have known that she wasn't in a real relationship before signing on to 90 Day Fiancé, or that's what her other boyfriend is saying. Um, okay, so this guy is Uche. <clears throat> so they met on Instagram, and he thought that they were technically dating. But according to him... uh she basically was just motivated by cash and the publicity that comes with being on 90 day fiance. Um, she's also written a book. We all know that she said that she had lost a lot of weight after her husband passed away, but she wrote a book called diet not, and she wanted to promote it while she was on the show. And that she thought that they, this would be a really good story. He also revealed that she made about, or that he told her that she made about $2,000 an episode. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, y'all. So, yeah, I mean, it seems very sketchy that, like, as soon as they were, um, you know, getting to mic up that his Instagram account just conveniently got deleted. It was all a little too polished for me. So, I don't know if I'm, like, super motivated in talking about Yolanda anymore, but I, I am interested in seeing, like, how far she takes this. But y'all, let's end it with Stephanie and Erica. Stephanie is on her way to Australia. But before that, they do the classic, like, let's meet the other half. And we meet Erica in Australia. She's from the Outback. She's, like, super bright. Kind of like a, I don't know, like a rainbow bright, punky Brewster style. Like, real bright colors. Her hair is half purple and half hot pink. Um, You know, she's got, like, the nose ring, the bull ring, all all that, the whole thing. She's a photographer. She's 24 and she says she likes the freedom of being a photographer because she lives a very bold life and she, you know, just likes to be able to take pictures and do all that. She has a very creative side. 
she says that she loves Stephanie because Stephanie is unapologetic about who she is and she really embraces her sexy side. They met when, you know, uh, Stephanie's a YouTuber. So she, uh, Erica came across her videos and then they formed a relationship outside of that. Um, so Erica meets up with her friends, uh, <laughs> Jess and Claire. Claire looks like half, half Tyler from Teen Mom and half Cara Delevingne. They live in a very desolate area. Like, they're showing the town. They're literally, like, they're hanging out is literally them taking fold-out chairs. <laughs> Those, like, chairs that you take to, like, a, you know, like a sports game with the cup holders and hanging out in, like, a patch of dirt. So, like, where Erica lives is, like, true desolation, like, just sand and dirt as far as the eye can see. Um, so Erica has always known that she's bisexual, but... She, you know, because she lives in such a small town, she, there's not like a big community and she has not been able to have luck in love in terms of women. Um, they, Jessica and Claire are like really, you know, they think that all of this is concerning. They're concerned about Stephanie, like having a culture shock to the outback and that basically, you know, this is not working out. And now we found out earlier in the season that Stephanie has not come out to her family and Erica is not out to her family either. She lives with her parents, but Erica and Stephanie are going to be staying in a hotel while she's here. But Erica does plan on coming out to her parents while Stephanie is visiting. Um, <clears throat> they, Stephanie lands in Australia. They see, they meet each other. It's like, they're super giggly. They're really excited to see each other. It's like a really cute moment. They're like, you know, nervous, but really excited. Um, Erica, excuse me, Stephanie is, has been celibate since her last relationship. So she says that she's not really into PDA, even though she really wants to kiss Erica, she's not going to do it because she just wants to make it right. She just wants to like, make sure all this is great. And she's worried that Erica is very sexual and that she might not be able to keep up with that. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, that's really the, it, the end of Erica and Stephanie. They were just like holding hands and getting to know each other. Stephanie's really, really excited. And she says like, you know, I think I, I actually might be more excited than Erica is, but, um, yeah, they, they seem to be, they look really cute together and I, and I hope that they don't have much trouble along the way. We see a preview where Erica's like, oh, well, I think I'm going to you know, freshen up if you want to join me in the bathroom. So hopefully, I guess, I guess things get popping next episode, but y'all, that's the end of 90 Day Fiance for this week. It was kind of a, you know, not, you know, a, a middle of the road episode, but yeah, I guess I will catch you guys later this week with another episode. <laughs> I hope that I'm not really, I hope that I'm not bothering you. I mean, it's a passive thing. You don't have to listen to them, but yeah, you guys have a great day and I will talk to you later. Bye.